Hello, and welcome to From Garage to Growth, a small business story, a podcast where we journey into the heart of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Brad Rue. Every week, we delve into the compelling stories of small businesses and the remarkable individuals who brought them to life. From humble beginnings in garages and basements to grand victories in boardrooms and beyond, we leave no stone unturned. So buckle up as we explore the unique world of entrepreneurship, one business story at a time. Any testimonial or endorsement shown is based on an individual's experience and may not be representative of the experience of other individuals or customers. There's no guarantee of future performance or success. No direct recognition or indirect payment or other compensation is provided to any person for a testimonial endorsement appearing here. Hi everybody, I'm Brian Rue from Action Financial Strategies and this is another edition of From Garage to Growth, The Small Business Story. We are fortunate today to have Bill Newman. Bill Newman is the owner, operator, president of Newman Agriprices and a lifelong client of mine. How long have you known each other, Bill? Oh, probably 35 years. Long time. <laughs> my, my parents did business with you. That's right. And, and my mother still does. Yes. Yeah, so I, I got to work with Bill when he was just a snot-nosed kid on a farm. And that's interesting because the big thing I'd like to know is, take us back to that beginning. How did it all get started, Bill? I grew up in the country, worked on dairy farms when I was young. I started milking my own herd of cows from 18 until 25. And at that time, I was in a rented barn, sold out my dairy herd, and I went to Monterey, Mexico to study business in Spanish for a year. Came back and finished a business degree with a Spanish minor at Silver Lake College that in Manitowoc. So believe it or not, I do have a degree. <laughs> uh, when I was just about done with college, I went to a one-week hoof trimming class. I was a hoof trimmer for dairy cattle for 17 years. And all my buddies in college were, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I said, I want to be the highest paid graduate of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and they laughed. Eh, if it's true or not, I don't know. Uh, so I did that 17 years. And while I was hoof trimming, we got into custom manure hauling with semis. So we did that four years and then I switched over to dry van freight. So I was dispatching trucks as I was hoof trimming. And I remember, was that a cow I heard in the background? I was like, yeah, that's a cow. That's a cow. Okay. And I didn't say any more than that. Nothing like multitasking, trimming horses, yeah. dispatching trucks. Yeah. So I'm like knee high in cow manure while I'm on the phone dispatching trucks and all that. And like most trucking companies, they start with one truck and you go up to three, then five and keep going there. So I hit a, a little bit of a wall when I was at six trucks. I had nothing but brokered loads that I was doing. So I needed to find customers and of my own direct, and that's the hard part to do. And we just worked on that for a while. It wasn't easy. In, in business, I always like to take small steps. So sometimes you need to take a little bit bigger one. So then I, I hired an operation manager who knows 10 times more about trucking than I do. And in other words, surround yourself with good people, huh? Exactly. And that, that really grew it. He had customers, he had connections and all that in the industry, and we kept growing from there. Uh, and then about seven or eight years ago, I started a freight brokerage company as well. I have a very good uh, gal that runs that. What's the name of that company? That is North Branch Logistics. So, so we, you've got Newman Agriprises. Yeah, which is the asset side of my company. We run 52 trucks. And How many? 52. From two? One or two? We started with one <laughs> and went from there. <laughs> 52 trucks. And, and I think we have 120 or 130 trailers. 
Are you well, done? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't have an actual written game plan. I go with the flow, see how it goes. My real goal is to grow the freight brokerage. There's five people that work in that right now. So I'm spending a lot of my time and energy growing that business. There's five people in the office that take care of the trucks, and then there's five of us that do the brokerage side of it. All with North Branch, Yeah, primarily. Yeah, Newman Agriprises <clears throat> is the trucking company. North Branch is the freight brokerage company. Gotcha. And there's nine guys in my shop. So the shop guys are under the Newman Agriprises? Shop guys is Newman Ag. That's all the asset side of it. Our shop is in Branch, just north of Manitowoc, and then our office and more truck parking in, is in Denmark. The shop idea, does that mean you basically are able to do pretty much all your own repair work, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, we do. Wow. Yeah. We farm out very few jobs. <clears throat> we even rebuild motors in our shop now. Wow. Everything from tires, brakes, lights, all the way up. We do our own body work and paint as well now. So i got to ask, Bill, take me back again, because what you just shared in a few minutes took a lifetime to build and create from your days of farming and taking the Spanish course to trimming hooves to hauling manure to now this trucking company, right? If you go back, what made you think of all of a sudden from trimming hooves to trucking? What was the stimulus? I was always looking for opportunities. So I'm at all these dairy farms, and in fall, they're all waiting for manure trucks to get there. I thought, I have some extra money. I'll go and buy some manure trucks, and that's what I did. And after four years of that, I, I did fine with the manure hauling. It, it, was, it was fine, but I wanted something more permanent year-round to keep full-time employees year-round instead of just trying to find guys in fall. So then I just went with the dry van freight and tested the waters that way and grew it from there. It hasn't been easy, but you just stay in there and, and do it, but always look for opportunity. So I remembered working with you. You went from selling that hoof trimming business finally, <clears throat> excuse me, to manure hauling. Hoof trimming sales help you buy some trucks for the manure hauling. Then I remember you sold those manure trucks. I, I sold those manure trucks and all that equipment, and I sent that whole check over to you to invest for me, Brian. How'd that go? I make more money now than I did when I hauled manure, <laughs> which seems crazy to do. But then I started over from scratch with buying trucks to haul the dry van freight. So I still have that one specific account that was all my manure hauling money with you and started investing when I was 19 years old when I was broke, but I still found money to set aside and time value of money has really helped for me. Thank you for saying yeah. that. That's another interesting thing I remember. Being in this business as long as I have, I don't have many clients that started when they were 19 with me. My goodness. And that was amazing. And I think you can thank your parents for a lot of that too, because they were always encouraging to save money and right. do that. And the rest is history. So any business owner always got to ask this question. Was there ever a point where you felt like just giving up, throwing in the towel? At times, but you have to keep the, the end goal in mind, what you want to get out of it. And, you know, a farmer that I have a lot of respect for who has passed away, I asked him, why so many cows? And his question was to see if I could do it. I said, what are your goals? He wanted to get to heaven. I thought, boy, that, that's some pretty good life lesson advice for a young guy. And, and I always remember that. I, I've done pretty good over the years, but I don't chase money because of greed. I want to see what I can do. If all your business makes is money, it's not a very good business. So you have to give back to the community, give to the church, do volunteer work and all that as well. 
And another highlight of my life is my family. My wife, Jennifer, is a big part of it. And I mean, she's always supportive of me, what we do. We have six kids, three who are in the business full-time and one part-time and then our two younger girls. So, I mean, that's why you do it. It's a big part of it too. My life is not a perfect balance of work and family. It's a little too heavy on the work side. I'm trying to fix that. It's been good and there's been some pretty bad days in my businesses with accidents and things like that and you, you just continue on. How do you overcome those? Faith in God and help from family and friends. June wasn't too good for us. My son was in an accident with the truck and as we're leaving the hospital the office called up and said one of our trucks and trailers was totally engulfed in flames. Oh, so man. that was in the same day and I didn't even get mad or cry or raise my voice. My son was okay. And the way I look at it is if money can fix a problem, it's not that big of a problem. It's going to take a lot of money to fix that day, but I'll get through it too. So you just keep trying, never give up, surround yourself with good people. So give me some victories. Give me some milestones. I bought out two smaller trucking companies over the last couple of years. I never thought I'd be able to do that. It's one of these deals where opportunity comes knocking and you better be there to answer it. Then I call my advisory committee, which Brian, you are on, and I say, hey, this just popped up. What do you think? And, you know, my advisory team, which consists of you, my attorney, my banker, two accountants, another person in the business, and another former CEO of a billion-dollar company, they give me the rundown, and I talk to my wife about it, and we went for it on both occasions and never looked back. One was a kind of a little bit bigger step that I wanted to take, but we did it because we were far enough along. And you hope for the best, and you find a way to make things like that work. You know, so that, that's how I go at it. So if you could look back, did you visualize your business to go this direction? Uh, no, I thought I was going to be a dairy farmer forever. And after seven years of, of milking cows, uh, my parents didn't farm. They were supportive of what I did. I just thought I was going to farm forever. And then one day I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to try something different because it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it, it was a bit of a struggle. So I hope I was smart enough to move on to something different instead of letting it bring me down too far. I remember when thought I was crazy when I was going to give up hoof trimming. That was a pretty good career. And I said, I'm going to go trucking. And it, it worked out. It, and it doesn't work out for everybody. Just read the news. There's trucking companies going out of business all the time. You have to be smart about it, be conservative. Where you're at in your life right now, do you see an exit strategy? Is Bill Newman ever going to quote-unquote retire from what he's doing? I hope to slow down. My oldest son is 21 years old, so there's a ways to go yet for him and my other children in that. I always have a plan B. When my two main people retire, I know what I'm going to do next. And I have people in place for that already, and they know it. So we'll go from there. Hopefully I can step back a little bit. And I would like to do some more volunteer work and that as well. Hopefully that all works out. But a big thing, you have to love what you do. Because for me, I look forward to getting up in the morning and getting started. Just like you always have too, Brian, right? Yeah. If it's work for you, it's not that much fun. So that's a great piece of advice to someone that's looking to do something like you. Yeah. You better love what you're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw a statistic once, Forbes magazine, it said if you're self-employed, between 70 to 80% of your waking hours are spent at your place of employment, your business. 
Bill, I think you've got it at about 100%. Uh, it, it's not quite. It, it's, <laughs> it's not bad. My phone is always on. It takes a lifetime. And, you know, look at, we're in dairy farm country here. It takes three or four generations to get where some of these farms are. It's not a get-rich-quick thing, and you have to remember that. And it, so far, it's worked for me. And don't be afraid to change. I thought I was going to be a farmer forever. And then hoof trimming dairy cattle was pretty good for me. And then one day I thought, my trucking was taking off. I'm going to go that way. And I helped another guy get started with the hoof trimming as well. We were able to get him in there and found the right person on the first try. And he worked for us for a while, and he bought us out. My wife and I decided, you know what, we believe in you. We're going to finance you. He didn't need to go to a bank, and he's doing very good with that business as well. So that's another happy point in my life that I was able to do that, help another young guy out. Nice. So you see your business probably being transferred in some shape or form to your kids? Probably. How many yeah. do you think will end up being successors to the next generation of Newman Prizes? Anywhere between three and six. <laughs> good answer, Dad. Yeah. Good yeah. answer, Dad. Yeah. I, I'm not going to rule anyone out. They're, they're all young, ages 14 to 21. It's kids in that time frame. I, I think we're big enough where there's room for everybody there. I've gotten to know a family out of Milwaukee that has, let's see, there's 11 boys in the family. Wow. And they have done very well for themselves too, you know. So I look for success stories and then do a little more research on how they did it. And you try to emulate that. Great advice, great insight, and I know you've done that. You listen a lot, and you take action with surrounding yourself with some really good people. In closing, Bill, what advice would you give to someone aspiring to want to start a business and pursue something like you're sure. doing? Uh, do your homework on it. Try out different things. Don't be afraid to change. When you fail, fail fast and get up again and keep going. And, you know, this past year with the economy has not been easy for us. I know we're going to get through it. Don't let it ruin you and keep on going, but then be smart enough to make changes as you go. Don't be so concentrated on no matter what I'm going to do this because you, you'll find that you'll find maybe your niche that you never even thought of. Don't be afraid to ask for advice from people. Have a mentor and like I do, have your advisory committee because they're going to want to help you. And then in turn, as you get older, then you help out younger people to get started in that. That's how I live my life and it's been working. That's awesome, Bill. Hey, buddy, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Wonderful. And that, folks, brings us to the end of another enlightening episode of From Garage to Growth, A Small Business Story. I hope you found today's journey as inspiring as I did and that you'll take the lessons learned today and use them to fuel your own entrepreneurial spirit. Before we sign off, I want to direct you to resources that can further aid your journey. I urge you to visit our website, actionfinancials.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and Facebook page. We regularly upload content to repel your financial success. Hopefully your journey from the garage to growth just got a little bit easier. Until next time, keep doing life better. And now for some fun disclosures. 
This material is for general information purposes only and was produced by Action Financial Strategies, LLC. Life insurance is subject to underwriting. No coverage exists until a policy is issued and the required premium is paid. Neither Action Financial Strategies nor Nylife Securities, LLC, or its affiliates provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. For advice on such matters, consult your own professional counsel. Brian is a member agent of Nautilus Group, a service in New York Life Insurance Company. Brian Rue, CA Insurance License Number 0B66341. Brian and Bradley Rue are collectively registered representatives of and offer securities products and services through Nylife Securities LLC. Member FINRA SIPC, a licensed insurance agency, 999 Fury Drive, Suite 300, Madison, Wisconsin, 53717, 608-831-4416. Brian and Bradley Rue are also collectively registered as investment advisor representatives with Eagle Strategies LLC, registered investment advisor. Action Financial Strategies is not owned or operated by Nylife Securities or its affiliates. The views of each episode podcast guest and their company do not reflect the views of Action Financial Strategies LLC or New York Life Insurance Company and its affiliates.